There's a lot of science in why the storms that we see are often different than what you get in the north. Welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy. Um, it's not so chilly outside now, Shepard. And this is Mitchell Manley, Snow Angel. <laughs> Aww, you're like the bearded Snow Angel. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bearded Snow Angel. Aww, did you make any Snow Angels last week? I didn't. I mostly stayed inside as much as possible. <laughs> you did? Uh, did your job close? Yeah, we were closed for a whole week, pretty much, which. Uh, it's going to be hell on my paycheck, but, you know, yeah. certainly I didn't mind staying at home. I mean, it's it's a bit of a, a trek to get down all these side streets. Well, not anymore, but it was. Right. And, um, yeah, my job never closes. It will never close. Right, of course. <laughs> so, we'll never, there'll never be a random day off ever, I don't think. I hear that oh. there's such times as low censuses, but I've never... Have yeah, I don't think we're going to ex- experience that here in in, uh, <laughs> in Memphis, Tennessee. Not anytime soon, no. So, we decided on this, like, theme when literally everything was frozen. Absolutely yeah, for, everything you know, was... <laughs> it never it never snows in, in Tennessee for the most part, especially in West Tennessee. Like, very, very rarely. And if it does, it doesn't stick. And if it does stick, it's not for very long. It's not very deep. But we got sort of a semi-historical snowstorm and you know everything in in memphis was shut down for a whole week because the south doesn't know how to prepare for snow so well i mean the thing is 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 like people don't want to keep like there's no reason for us to have snow tires there's no reason for us to have plows because if it happens every 10 years like by the time we need the plows again we need a new plow does that make sense so we're just not prepared for it, and it's better for us just not to be on the road. You don't want us on the roads. You don't. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we, we have no idea how to drive in that, and as evidenced by even as things were melting, people were still just, like, driving like idiots on sheets of ice. Yeah. And, I mean, of course, Memphis wasn't as bad as, like, Texas, but, like, oh, yeah, of course. yeah uh, we recognize that we're pretty fortunate here. And boiling water is not that hard, even though we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, thank goodness. I know. Um, what song did you bring to represent the snowy iceness? I'm going to start us with a band called Fleet Foxes and their song White Winter Hymnal.
yeah, so this is the opening track off of Fleet Fox's uh, self-titled debut. And while there's certainly like some elements of like the word soup and, and phrases that are probably just there because they sound cool, uh, there still seems to be this sort of underlying feeling of like a loss of something pure and beautiful. Uh, their singer and main songwriter, a guy named Robin Pecknold, uh, he mentioned in some interviews that it's sort of a metaphor for like the loss of childhood innocence and that, you know, that sort of maps onto the song in this interesting way because the song is this sort of jaunty whistle while you work type of a refrain. And, you know, possibly what this group of folks in the lyrics are singing is like they march through the snow, uh, but their scarves are like tied tight around their necks to keep their heads from falling in the snow. And one guy finally succumbs and, and turns the white snow red as strawberries, which is this visceral imagery of like red against the stark white snow. And yeah, just such cool complexity to the lyrical content uh, of this otherwise kind of upbeat peppy jam. So this is like one of my f absolute favorite songs. Like whenever I'm in my feels, I absolutely love this one. Uh, I think it's one of the most perfect songs I've ever constructed. There's harmonies. It sounds like winter and it isn't, it's sung in a round. And, you know, mm -hmm. not many songs are like that. that are outside of, I don't know, Girl Scout camp. But sure. uh, I discovered them in 2008. And so when my brother died that, like later that year, this song was like on repeat because it's that solemnness. It do, it's not hopeless. That's the the point. Like it's not a hopeless song, but it's it's like a blanket for your soul. And I'm sure I say that a lot, but I just certainly this was like one of the most comforting songs I ever had. And it was winter time, and I just feel like you know they're mentioning summer, even though it's like you know you're not visceral strawberries in the summertime, but mm -hmm. it's like you know, this season will end at some point. It'll, like, all the winter coldness will be done and, like, the sad feels will leave. So I just, I love this song. It's it's magical AF. It really is, like, the most perfect song. I love Fleet Foxes just for the song. It's amazing. <laughs> this week, I brought Trafton's Winter Blues. Deep in the dark as the light snow flurries My body warm, your fish and blurry Baby, don't you worry I am here to stay To chase your winter blues away And paint you a new shade Like in the sky above LA You can take my face Not all those pills that I replace Cause I'm your holiday I'll chase your winter blues away across this one and I guess it's like a love song but I don't know it's like not necessarily it's like kind of like a codependent love song not sure it's super complex it sounds like some like gentle falling snow like whenever you're watching snowfall it sounds like that 
It discusses how depressing all the cold is, and it means more than just the coldness. It is like more of a depression. And also, I guess this is why winter is called like cuffing season. You have that person you like get snowed in with, and you weather the weather with, and you stay warm <laughs> with, and so you fight the gray skies. Um, the starkness of all, like the lack of color and warmth and leaves, just seems so lonely. And having your person with you just relieves that. And I love the turn at the end about him really needing his partner just as much as he perceived that they needed him. And I was like, ah, it, it's like comes around full circle. I do. I'm concerned about the pills. I am concerned about the pills. Right. Yeah. yeah you got to be careful with those. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this one kind of reinforces the the power of, like, snow and ice and the cold as this really powerful symbol or metaphor. Like, there's lots of interesting contrasts to be had. Like, in the Fleet Foxes song, it's the red blood contrasting against the white snow. And in this song, it's this idea of, of like, the winter blues of, like, you know, feeling cold, acting as a metaphor for loneliness and sadness and that kind of thing. And that's contrasted with the comfort of finding warmth in someone else or like the compassion and sharing your warmth with someone in need. And there's also this interesting distinction of like what the snow signifies depending on which side of the window you're sitting on. You know, from the safety and warmth of the house, the snow is very calming and quaint, typically considered a sort of treat to experience. But if you're stuck out in it while it gets worse and worse, it becomes this sort of terrible, oppressive force. So I really love how this fairly simple song kind of amplifies these implications about the snow and the cold. And and you draw a lot of meaning and significance out of that. And I think that's neat. Yeah, and I really want to see more from this artist because I think this came from 2019 and I really wish that they had like more songs. I heard, I saw like a Gar, Gar, ugh, Simon and Garfield like cover that he did and it was beautiful, but I was just like, I wish he made more music because I really thought he nailed this one. Mm-hmm. Um, our Ear Buddies, they, most of them, I believe, had the joy of being stuck at home as well this like past week um, because a lot of them are locals. Uh, our first year buddy is Zachary, who brings Let's Go Sailing Icicles. All the icicles falling, falling, ooh, all the icicles falling, falling. Let's just face it, ice makes humans want to write music about winter and their feelings. And also, icicles are terrifying. They can legit murder us. And so it is adorable that we get this sweet little song that mentions how ding-dang dangerous they are. I love a little poppy tune about murder sickles. Yes, and, and here in Memphis... Uh, because that snow la- or the the temperatures lasted for so long and things were just very very slowly melting, there was just so many murder sickles hanging off of everyone's house, like <laughs> two foot, three foot long ter- uh, icicles. It was insane. So, so. scary. 
Yeah, it's it's really interesting how much like jangly emo and indie pop we got for this prompt, and I think it's because those like chimey, sparkly guitars just feel like the glittery, shimmering snow. So even if the lyrics weren't about icicles, you'd still get like kind of wintry, icy vibes from this one. Uh, I had never heard of Let's Go Sailing, but I'm super into that indie bedroom pop sound. You know, bands like Rat Boys, Remember Sports, Snail Mail, that kind of thing. Uh, this band, though, apparently only put out this one album back in 2007, which is like well before the big boom in bands that kind of sound like this. So apparently Let's Go Sailing were kind of forebears of this particular style, and they just put out one perfect record and called it quits. Uh, it's just so catchy and familiar, but the production values and songwriting give you a lot of range and coloration to work within. So definitely going to have to check out the rest of this record. So do you just like make a long list of all the records you got to check out? Yeah, I mean, I usually I'll go through once a month or, or once every couple of months and just revisit the songs that we've put on the show and, and go explore more from those bands. Yeah. That's usually I, my go-to. I tend to like just end up stuck in the YouTube algorithm, which mine's all janka dude anyway. But right. like I, that's usually how I can like go through the the different groups that we're covering because the next song will be theirs too. It's really cool. Our next year buddy is Charlie who brings Husker Do's Ice Cold Ice. Husker Du and Motley Crue were the exact same, except for the umlauts. That's the only reason why yeah, I think. definitely the umlauts. <laughs> and I, I, like, I should totally dig more into them. I said they should go on, like, my post-it, because they are really good. Every hu- every single Husker Du song that I have heard, I have loved, and it's usually, like, kind of poppy rock, and I just enjoy the snot out of it. And I want to have a winter indoor dance party to this. It's It's simply fun. Yeah, I had to include some Husker Du this week because I'm, I'm kind of mad at myself for not discovering them in earnest a little sooner in life. So I have a lot of catching up to do. Uh, I definitely love the epic, melodic, post-punk guitars and Bob Mould's lyrics and like the singing style just makes for this perfect package that's just as raucous and rocking as it is catchy and memorable. Uh, the more I listen to them, the more obvious it, it becomes how huge of an influence their work in the late 80s was for all the punk, grunge, and alt-rock that came around in the 90s. Uh, definitely a super important band and a band that's like just so specifically attuned to what I love about music. I'm just really surprised I haven't dove in sooner. So I have a feeling I'll, I'll soon enough be like indiscriminately shoehorning in Husker Du songs like I used to for They Might Be Giants. So you guys can look forward to the uh, the Husker Du era of E&D podcast. I co-sign that. I'm perfectly fine with it. <laughs> 
Our next year buddy is Lauren, who brings the Bangles Hazy Shade of Winter. I was so hard to please. Look around. And she says, the Simon and Garfunkel version of this is meh. This version slaps. Okay. I'm going to say the Simon and Garfunkel version is not meh, but I love Simon and Garfunkel so much. But this interpretation is just so much more festive. Uh, there's more jingle jangle, always. Um, I just love jingle jangle. It does mm -hmm. make me smile. Yeah, just straight up festive. I think it's got to be the jingles. I don't know. Um, it's enough to personally like wipe out the Simon and Garfunkel while I'm listening to it. So I will forgive you calling them meh. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just, it's a really good version. Like I would not have even nailed this as a cover. It's so well done. Yeah. And, and as much of a sucker as I am for Simon and Garfunkel uh, and, you know, Paul Simon's solo stuff, there's, there's really no denying that the Bengals improved upon this song. You know, that Simon and G-Funk version has that perfect tinge of like 60s rock kind of reminiscent of the birds and that type of thing. Uh, but that main riff is just too good for the 60s. It was just born to come to its true fruition in the 80s with like some rock and drums and like the heavier guitars. Uh, lyrically, it's not too complex. You know, that the hazy shade of winter is like the idea of growing and maturing and cycling through the seasons of life and like looking back and evaluating what you've done and what all you didn't get to do. And, you know, that wintry season in life comes for most of us. So the song encourages us to hold fast to our dreams. Uh, and, you know, even when they seem too far gone, just fake it till you make it. Dare to make the most of things. And so, it's, yeah, it's just a great song. Probably one of the few songs in the world where the cover is just infinitely better than the already pretty good original. Okay. So we agree that it wasn't originally meh, right? Yeah, I, th I think meh might be a, an overstatement. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, in comparison, that, that riff is just... Yeah. way better as like a a, a post-punk sort of alt-rock riff coming from the bangles it was just uh it was meant to be amplified and with a little bit of crunch to it you know yeah i think that they brought the the oomph that's what they did yeah they brought the oomph uh justin brought hayden's bass song is my song began Me. And hit by 
think about the world when it is winter is all bare branches no flowers and it gets associated with death this guy legit took this and ran with it it's like emily dickinson like mixed with cursive's ugly organ or something like musicality here the macabre it's just so reveling and it's like grimness edgar Allan poe would co-sign this song and um i i don't know the i guess the singer died during like a after a snowstorm is that what happened something like that yeah something like that yeah happened. it's 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 a very cool and creepy song and uh <laughs> apparently it's loosely based on something that really happened to the singer and and the song tells the story of a guy who's like holed up in his house during a hard snow and because the snow has covered up all his footprints from earlier in the day some robbers just assume this guy isn't at home and they break in while he's upstairs like recording a song and it's not until he like finishes a pass and like takes his headphones off, he starts to hear whispers and movement downstairs below him. And so I'm not exactly sure how, how things panned out for him in real life, but the song takes a pretty dark turn, which I totally love, to be honest. And like the main character grabs his bass guitar as a weapon and starts to creep downstairs, only to be met and, and seemingly killed by the robbers, is what it, it, it sounds like to me. So mm-hmm. it's just such a weird and bleak story, and like accompanied by the really soulful, melancholy bass line throughout, and like emphasizing that bass guitar that he grabs as a weapon in the song itself. Just a perfect orchestration and, and lyrically quite unique. So definitely going to be looking more into as well i thought he died at the top of the stairs just because of like fear yeah and they, they find him five days later he says yeah i was like "Ooh, was it five days after he hit the floor right yeah exactly i was like oh that's not gonna be pleasant for anybody our next year buddy is taylor who brings point juncture washington's this siesta movement says i have a very vivid memory of being 17 and driving in a blizzard in new hampshire while this cd was in the volvo station wagon take it from a winter person this is a winter song this little blurb has given me so much information about taylor yes because he has he had at least at one point a volvo station wagon which makes him like the coolest kid in high school and i was pretty cool because you know i had the minivan Mm -hmm. but still the volvo station wagon New Hampshire, hey, they, I'm, I'm sure it's like a pretty sweet place, and I assume it's always a blizzard in New Hampshire. I've never seen a non-blizzard New Hampshire, so I just, yeah. Um, 
it's the coldness is actually in the singer's voice and it's this constant rhythmic move forward to just keep on pressing forward you know i assume that's what being in new hampshire in the blizzard's like because <laughs> it's yeah like there's a lot of stomping um i can imagine the big coal, uh, coat and the big steps and snow boots actually you know what I assume it's a lot like Vermont because Bernie Sanders is just pushing forward in this. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can totally see why jamming this in a blizzard would like instantly cement this in your brain as a snow song. Uh, there's a lot of detail and subtlety going on in the mix. It's got the layered vocals and harmonies and the instrumentation playing these sort of like frantic angular riffs, but it's at, at a really chill pace. So we kind of go back to that idea of like cold and snow as these perfect tools for communicating contrast and reinforcing a feeling of isolation. And we also get some of those chimey jangly guitars that I talked about earlier, except in this slightly darker context where I'm, I'm now envisioning this blizzard and the peril of like trying to drive home in it as the snow piles on and the ice thickens. Uh, I'm definitely glad I didn't have to drive around on, in the streets around here whenever they were covered in snow and ice, but definitely keeping this song tucked away for motivation should I have to drive in it next time. I just stared at my car while it was frozen. <laughs> You're just like <laughs> reconciling life for a moment. Yeah, and I also realized how how my brand has kind of grown at work because I always drive a scooter to work. And so everybody's like, well, how'd you get your scooter to work? And I was like, did you see it here? Because it's not. <laughs> There's like no way to... Did you know scooters are rear-wheel drive? That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I just looked at that and I was like, yeah, that's a death trap. I'm not, no. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, it's the one time you will not find me on my scooter is on ice. Um, our final ear buddy who wormed his way into your heart with his suggestion is Robert, who brought They Might Be Giants, Snowball in Hell. Avalanche Roadblock I was a snowball I love them. They make good music, and I'm so glad that They Might Be Giants has been like brought to my attention because even though I knew who they were, I didn't know who they were. And because you were on the show, always shoehorning them in. I mean, how much money did you pay Robert? I didn't have to pay him anything, you know. <laughs> I, see, the, the, the cool thing about Robert is he's also a huge They Might Be Giants fan, so I can always count on him to, uh, to bring the funk whenever we need it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> So yeah, uh, since it's since it's been a while since I've snuck some They Might Be Giants onto the show, 
both Charlie and Robert submitted this one. So, you know, you got to give the people what they want, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, definitely one of my favorite They Might Be Giant songs off of one of my favorite records. And she's got this perfect sense of like longing and regret and isolation, but set to this breezy little tune and with tons of great wordplay and lots of interesting counterpoint happening between the guitars, the vocals and the accordion and the little bells that kind of chime a charming lead line in the verses. And they kind of drone a little in the interludes. Uh, my favorite line maybe if it wasn't for disappointment, I wouldn't have any appointments. <laughs> it's just such a solid line and a jam filled with great turns of phrase. Super stoked that Charlie and Robert submitted this one, so I wouldn't have to waste a pick just to bring it this week because I probably would have. It's it's so good. That I, they're so clever, and I think that they don't get a lot of. Um, I think some people dismiss them as the Animaniacs people. Right. Yeah. So I mean, tiny tunes, but we'll, I'll, I'll I'll accept Animaniacs. I did not have cable as a child, so right. any of them were Animaniacs. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Um, but yeah, that's that, it's a good round out for the whole Your Buddy section. Um, so if you want to tweet at us about your weather situation. I'm at Pow I Gotcha. I'm at Madam Woolite, and the show is at E&D Pod. The Facebook group is Earbuds and Earworms Podcast Group, where everything gets built and made, and it's magical. You can always leave us a voicemail 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837 you can email the show andpod at gmail.com and you can always check out the website andpod.com part of the 10710 network and i have somehow well, how like halfway locked myself out of that i don't know how i did oh, it. no <laughs> <laughs> i did i like there's only one way for me to get in and it does not recognize my my like password so interesting it's Yay. I'm so good at the internet. <laughs> What's our final song this week? I'm going to leave us with a band called The Rosedales and their song Frozen Ghost. Uh, so I know that when I say the words horror punk or horror rock, probably a good number of our listeners may immediately tune out. But I'm hoping that you'll give this song a chance. Uh, the Rosedales are a really unique band in the realm of horror punk because as much as they borrow from like punk and psychobilly bands like The Misfits, The Damned, The Cramps, uh, I really feel like the Rosedales pull in some other influences that most of those bands don't really touch. They use a lot of reverb and harmonies, which are kind of reminiscent of bands like U2 or Big Country. And they occasionally drift into kind of post-punk, Joy Division-y stuff from time to time as well. Uh, their records kind of vary in quality, but this one was called Raise Your Spirits. And it's just one of the few horror punk records that kind of stuck with me through all my growth and evolution, you know, since my teen years. It's just always been something that I go back to and, and appreciate even after kind of growing out of the horror rock thing. So hopefully someone else will enjoy this as much as I do. Here's the Rosedales with their song Frozen Ghosts. <laughs>
Our next year buddy is Taylor, who brings point junctures wash up. Uh, Taylor, who brings point junction. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You got this.